and welcome to The Social Contract, a Commander podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Lepp. Alex, what's up, man? Not too much, Mike. And this week, I thought we could take a trip back in time to the good old year 2000. Mike, what are some good things that happened in the year 2000? Uh, It wasn't the year 2020 or 2021. That is a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I was I was younger. I was more full of life, mm-hmm. but I, I had I had like less responsibilities, but not not as much uh, magic knowledge as I do now. So it, it, it's you know some pros, some cons. Were you playing magic back then, Mike? You know, I think so. Really, I'd have to actually go into it. I think I think that's about when I stopped playing. To be honest with you, but I, it was close. Now, is it possible that you stopped playing? Because you had a bad standard experience. You know, <laughs> not for me, mm-hmm. but when you brought up the uh, specific uh, the specific set that we're going to talk about, yeah. it made sense uh, because, man, time heals all wounds, especially those of the standard kind, because now Commander exists, and, well... Prophecy needed some help back in the day, but now we're going to try and give it some second life here. Yeah, absolutely. Prophecy is kind of infamously bad, right? It had these cycles that just didn't make any sense. Cycles that cared right. about other players uh, paying mana. Cycles that allowed anyone to pay mana. Uh, Mike, these things didn't make any sense back in the year 2000. Why not, Al? Why not, Alex? Well, because Commander was just a twinkle in Sheldon's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, so not a ton of multiplayer no, going not, on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that it was happening somewhere, but it was sure. nowhere near as, uh, as... It wasn't a format. Yeah, absolutely. Not a format. Um, okay. I got the idea for for this, having listened to uh, TCG players pretty decent. Uh, the host's name, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a great show. We all love it. Um, Shout out. He had an episode about the worst standard set ever, which, of course, was Prophecy, and how <laughs> uh, he was drafting as a as a young boy and pulled some of the worst cards ever, ever. Uh, however, Mike, we just looked at the Prophecy set list, and I knew that we were going to see some stuff. But I did not expect to see. We saw a lot of stuff. Quality, the silliness of the cards that we're about to talk about, Mike. I'm excited. Peek behind the curtain for everybody. Alex and I are currently looking at a Scryfall compilation of 32 cards, which is after we removed like another five cards from the original list that we were talking about which means it's only a about a fourth we, to we a third narrow down higher set. Set. We, were, we were clicking it, every single card in the set there's a there's a lot of stuff in here and there's yeah. like you said there's a lot of stuff where it's like oh okay no that's where okay so this was in that set that makes sense there's a couple things where it's oh that's nuts and a couple of things where you and i both said 
oh, this goes into a couple of our decks now. And I was on, I wasn't familiar with them. Um, let's talk with, uh, let's start with a couple ones that I'm sure people are familiar with. Uh, Alex, um, do you pay the one? I personally never pay the one. Now I know that's a bit of a hot take, Mike, but for me, <laughs> not paying the one, that's a gift to me because I'm not paying the one. And that's my gift mm-hmm. to you because you get to draw the card. What right. other gift gives twice? Ristic study. Well, mo- most of most of the decks that we make, but yes, uh, totally fine. Uh, yeah, Ristic study in in prophecy, pretty famous card. I'm gonna let you read okay. it. Okay, Ristic study two and a blue three mana for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. Uh, Mike, this yeah. is. I mean, what do you even need to say? This is. This isn't just a political card. This is one of the top draw spells in the entire game of commander i don't think it's even that much of a contest oh and i mean it's i mean it's been around for a long time it hasn't been printed a ton of times yeah like everything it it seems like it's promos and then oh it's in the mystery boosters and oh it's in jumpstart so now the card is only 32 34 dollars 33 34 dollars that is expensive Yes, but this card, but it's phenomenal value. It's worth. Um, yeah, I'm sure it, that absolutely. everybody's milled over in their head whether they like paying the one or they don't like paying the one. Um, most yeah. people will say always pay it. I say never pay it unless it's the arch enemy. But uh, I, you can discuss that at home, right? That's an exercise for our exactly. Listeners. Let's move on. Yeah, um, to the goodest one one. Um, <laughs> goodest one, goodest one one that isn't a uh, veteran explorer, maybe. Okay, uh, Spore Frog. Spore frog. Spore frog is in this uh, green for a one-one that says sacrifice spore frog, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Uh, the recursion delights the the all all of the Marin players mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that put put up their hands in victory in unison. Uh, it's just it's just a good card, and here it is. We found it. This is so. Inter- <laughs> it was printed in prophecy, and then never again until Modern Horizons. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, 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 it's, and and yet is like one of the more it, it's one of the more useful cards. I would say it's, it's one as, of the top fogs in the game. Yeah, one of the strongest. Be, well, be, yeah, because it's a creature, so it's easier right, to get back. Right. It's a sack outlet. It's, it's a rattlesnake. Got, and it's a rattlesnake. It's it's very nice. We're talking about a lot um, of rattlesnakes today, Mike. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what else do we got as far as like some of the more like staples the things okay. like oh yeah everybody's got yeah because i'm not gonna lie there's not a ton on here well everyone knows this one mike because this one's been in some pre-cons this is a classic avatar mm-hmm. of woe six black, oh yeah black. Sure. that's eight mana for an avatar creature six five if there are 10 or more creature cards total in all graveyards this spell costs six less to cast which would make it cost black black it has fear, which means it can't be blocked except by artifact or black creatures, and it has the activated ability, tap, destroy, target, creature. It can't be regenerated. Mike, this Very... is a devil of a rattlesnake. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> this this doesn't cost eight, by the way. You pay you pay two for this. Yeah. 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 There's it's very unlikely that you're ever gonna be at that point. Yeah. Um this was this was like now I know that I was playing Magic at, at this time because this was like one of the main beaters. Oh yeah, Avatar of Woe. Yeah, 
Absolutely. That was printed in, uh, it was, it was reprinted in commander, the original commander set. And that's Mm -hmm. where I first saw it. There you go. I, man, a journey with this card. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm going back. We also have one more staple, not so much in commander, but maybe in some other formats, we have foil, which is two blue blue for an instant. You may discard an Island card and another card. Rather than spay the spell's mana cost, and it has counter target spell. This is just the poor man's force of will. Force of will is like a hundred something dollars. This is mm-hmm. forty cents. It's it's specifically asking you instead of a blue card, you have to have a specific card, an island. Yes, presuming that you would have lots. Yes, uh, and then another card. So sometimes easier, sometimes not. But either way, it's a more times than not free counter spell. That's pretty good in our format. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, we have most of the staples there. Um, yeah. Maybe one or two more, but we have some deep, those are the, deep those are the main staples. We have some really yeah. interesting cards that have been lost to time. Yeah. Um, I, Alex, yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Not by, not by the number of cards. Cause I'm actually cool with that. Okay. Cause I'm excited to talk about all of these. But more so, where do we freaking start? That's an excellent question. Mike, let's start with this incredibly unique commander cycle. Okay. Uh, Or at that time, it would have been a legendary creature cycle because they didn't have commanders back then. But now we Mm -hmm. do. And let's talk about some of the cards in this cycle. Let's start with my favorite, Jorail, Empress of Beasts. Which is three. She's come up before. She has come up before. And I love her. Let's talk about her one more time. Three green green. That's five mana for a three three legendary creature, human spell shaper. She has an activated ability, pay two in green. That's three mana. Tap and discard two cards. Wow, that's a big cost. What do you get? All lands, target player controls become three three creatures until end of turn. They're still lands. Mike, we've talked about Jarrell before. This is the ultimate don't board wipe me rattlesnake. If you board wipe me, if you spot remove Jorel, you do anything that threatens my board state, Jorel is going to turn all of your creatures into lands. And not just that, but when it's time to alpha strike, you now have a bunch of extra creatures. It's all of your lands. Mike, I love Jorel. It, it's it's a great rattlesnake. It's a great win con, depending on what you're trying to play. Yes. It's it 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 wear Jorel wears a lot of hats, and uh, on those hats are uh, lots of beasts, Very evidently. Yes. Um, but it, it's it's a good card. It it always will be. It'll be underplayed uh, until it's not. Frankly, it's <laughs> but in my I like uh, the card deck. Go. It's in it's in my Damia lands deck, and, and for good reason. Mike, there's um, another card in this cycle that you said that you have a history with. Yeah, so there's a couple, actually. And again, I did not realize it. Um, I want to move on to another commander here. Uh, Magetta the Lion. This is a three white-white, so a five mana, uh, three-three spell shaper legend. We're actually going to talk about a bunch of different spell shapers here. Um, that has the ability to white-white tap. Discard two cards from your hand. You're going to see a theme here. Um, with that... Again, another super heavy cost. Yeah, big cost. Destroy destroy all creatures except 
for Magetta the lion. Wow. Those creatures can't be generated, wow. regenerated. This is Wrath of God on a creature for discarding two cards, yeah. and it sticks around. Oh my gosh, Mike. That is such a powerful rattlesnake. You're right. Four mana, tap and discard two. That's a lot, but it's a lot for destroy the board and save the commander. That is yeah. a heck of an ability. It, if you were playing a if you were playing a deck and, and it, it was just four mana for an instant that also had uh, destroy all creatures, discard two cards. Right. If that was the cost, that would be borderline playable by itself at instant speed. Yeah, if it this was this is recurrable. Yeah, yeah. This is recurrable. Yeah. It's repeatable because it's just sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Re repeatable, not recurrable. Well, I mean, if it's your commander, yeah, you can it's recurrable. Your commander, but this is a repeatable <laughs> ability. Yeah. And this is we've talked about this. It's before. a nuts What's card. What's the best part about a rattlesnake? You don't even have to activate it to threaten yep. to blow it up. That's mm -hmm. the rattle. If you if you make somebody have to remove this for them to do the rest of their turn, you're on a pretty good start. I mean, you can um, blow up the board in response. Yep. It's <laughs> so always there is always that. Um, there is another one, isn't there? Another card in the cycle that you get a history with. Well, there. Which one are we talking about specifically? Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking about, at all these spell shapers. I'm talking about real <laughs> the mind breaker. Yeah. Okay. So. This was, I just, I want to put it back out there. This is when I was a young pup and I didn't understand uh, this is Mike's everything nature. about uh, good magic and being a good player. And uh, I got grilled before and then I thought it was a cool card and I had it and I was like, oh, well, that, that worked. So I'll do it too. Now I've learned. Um, but Griel, Mindraker, three black, black for a three, three spell shaper legend that has the ability X black tap discard two cards from your hand target player discards x cards at random from their hand yeah um, um that's a that's a that's a five mana six mana hey get rid of your hand yeah, they're screwed at instant speed yeah. that can they're that screwed. can be a problem yeah that's that kind of effect will set you back three turns minimum well, not only that, but now think about other things like Turgrid. Think about things that care about people discarding cards and extra effects right. that happen on top of that. And at waste the time, not. this was yeah, waste not. Yeah. Holy cow, waste not is waste not is an absolute beater. Yep. Because if you get somebody if, at somebody's end step, you get them to discard enough stuff for you to get enough value out of it untap get somebody else to do it hopefully you make them discard some lands if you if you make them discard some lands then you don't mind that you paid a bunch of mana to make them discard everything you know the interesting thing about this one mike is unlike uh Majida, but like mm -hmm. Jarrell, you could use an illusionist bracers style effect or the bracers <gasps> themselves to copy this ability you won't have to pay x in black again you won't have to discard two cards again but you will choose a second player to discard X cards at random. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's let's just move on to the next one, which is somehow better, even though it's terrifying. Um, 
Last spell shaper I think we got here, Alexi, Zephyr Mage, three generic, blue-blue, uh, so a five-mana commander for a 3-3 three, three, that has X, blue, tap, discard two cards from your hand, return X target creatures to their owner's hands. At link decks, bounce decks, or just control, put things back, that's a pretty good effect. That's a pretty good effect. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is one where you would really want to threaten more than use because yes. once you use it, that's a really steep cost. But if you can threaten mm-hmm. that you're going to use it, that's a lot better value because now you're not spending anything and people still think you'll do it. Yeah, and it, it again, like it's one of those. It, it's definitely my least favorite. Of the ones that we've discussed, right, right. Of the of the four spell shapers that we discussed, but it's still it's still neat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's still it's still an effect that yeah, there are more efficient ways to do it. But I like the hey, pay X plus one and discard two cards. Balance as many things as you'd like. I'm I'm a fan. Um, but those are those are the spell shapers that we're that we're looking at from this set and a cool effect and honestly I'd be totally fine with bringing bringing them back in some way shape or form. Um, what do we want to go to here? Do we want to talk about doing some cool things and by cool things I mean terrible things with lands? Um, we could we could. I have a a pair of cards here that appear to be from the same cycle that. Okay. I'm very excited to to talk about. The first one is one that I did know about already, uh, mm-hmm. and that's Dual Nature. Uh, dual yeah. Nature is four green green. That's six mana for an enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, its controller creates a token that's a copy of that creature. Okay. And it also has whenever a non-token creature leaves the battlefield, exile all tokens with the same name as that creature. So... That uh, if the original leaves, you will also lose the copy. And likewise, when mm-hmm. dual nature leaves the battlefield, exile all tokens created with dual nature. So this is something that you can control. If it gets out of hand, you can say, okay, game's over. We're just going to blow this up or sacrifice this and it's over. But Mike, this is powerful. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is everybody gets to play a token of the thing that they're they're playing. Yeah, like it's great. Okay, and everything is a doubling season, <laughs> or not not exactly, but you know what I mean. Like it's a oh no, I'm going to make two of these. Everyone gets a every copy time. of every creature that they play. Right. Yeah. Now here's the other cool thing about this. It's it's non-token creature. So okay, play your commander. Great, your commander comes out. You make a copy of your commander. You have to sacrifice a creature. So if you care, if you're playing a deck that cares about things going to the graveyard, mm-hmm. great, because that's going to happen. If you are just playing something where whenever it, whenever creatures enter the battlefield, anything along those lines, that's pretty cool. This is one of those cards that sounds like, oh, I'm just going to give everybody a lot of value because everybody's going to play some creatures. That you know, you got a commander. That's going to happen probably. But the things that you can do to take advantage of it, right? Like you can go a bunch of different ways with this card. It doesn't just necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. have to be make stuff. Run this in your big green stompy deck. Now you're making 
two times the stompies. Like we talked about this, <laughs> the, the number one way to break parity is by designing the deck to break parity and it'll just sure. kind of happen. Oh, it's an, it's an awesome card. Just, uh, what was the second one? So the second one is one that I didn't know about. You knew about okay. this one, but I saw this and my eyes went wide. I'm like, Oh my God. Infernal Genesis four ah. black, black six mana for an <laughs> enchantment. At the beginning mm-hmm. of each player's upkeep, that player mills a card. Then they create X-1-1 black minion creature tokens, where X is the milled card's mana value. Ah. Mike, I'm yeah. really happy this says X-1-1s and not 1XX. Because now everybody gets bodies. I get bodies. It, it is it is very good for generating. I mean, this the same thing we were talking about with Dual Nature. Where it's like, oh, hey, if you care about things going into the en- entering the battlefield, more triggers, more triggers, more triggers, more things okay, to great. sacrifice, more things to sacrifice, more bodies for everybody. Hey, here's a bunch of one ones. Are you playing a, you know, a high mana value deck? Are you playing, you know, a controlly tempo deck? Like there are a bunch of different ways for this to have a lot of effect. I've got this in one deck yeah. and I've always wanted to take it out and put it into somewhere else, but it just always does a good amount of fun. This is in my Vivictus deck. Yeah, that's interesting because this seems to serve if your deck is like a chunkier deck, higher on the mana curve, yeah. you're running a lot of yeah. high mana effects. And this benefits everyone, but the players playing the fastest leanest decks with the fast men on the low to the ground permanence mm-hmm. it benefits them the least and i think that's really interesting yep. yeah they can they can get a little bit wider near as that much was, as you but no yeah. exactly they they you're if anything you're going to be able to keep up better than they were before right. and you know at the same time at the beginning of each player's upkeep that player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard hey you know what that stops a lot of end step tutors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm i'm fine with that too because hey anything to you know what no we're not going to combo off we're gonna you know what that that's going to turn into however many one ones it was worth and it's a cool card i like it um another one that i wanted to lean into here is <laughs> uh I, i'm just going staxy today i don't know why uh i want to talk about overburden I'm down just because it's one of those super low to the ground, but holy cow, does it mess up tempo. Oh my God. Um, so this is one and a blue for an enchantment that says whenever a player puts a non-token creature onto the battlefield, that player returns a card they control to their owner's hand. Yeah. Uh, Excuse so me? your opponents <laughs> basically don't get to cast creatures anymore or reanimate creatures or play their commander or tutor creatures from their library onto the battlefield because whenever they do that, they're setting themselves behind on the board. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really good tempo piece. Yeah. Like, no, we're gonna slow it down. Because you're not stopping anybody from doing no, it. They can do it. It's a soft lock. But they're really going to feel that burn. Yeah, but more importantly, you're not going to play. Like, you're not. If you can, you know, bounce everybody's board or bounce one player's board and then play this, 
well, your recovery speed is now going to be significantly less. Well, they're probably not even going to play half how many, those creatures. Like they, you have to make hard yeah. decisions. Is this even necessary to get back out there? You're right, Mike. Absolutely. You are in a staxy mood. I guess so. Here, take me out of it. You go. Okay, okay. How about this uh, little cycle of enchant lands? This one was so interesting. Yeah. How about this one? This sunken. This is where I thought you were going before, but I, yeah, yeah. I love these. This is nuts. Sunken field. One of the blue for an enchantment aura with enchant land. Enchanted land has tap counter target spell unless its controller pays one. Mike, mm-hmm. now I mm-hmm. know that we don't tend to like conditional counter spells in Commander, but when it's repeatable for no mana on a land, I think that starts to change the equation, put some weights in the corner, because think about this. If you catch anyone out, if you counter one spell, you've already paid for it, right? Yep. And you don't have to counter any spells at all, because now you have a counter spell on board forever no one is ever allowed to tap out without talking to you first i had an estrid the mask deck and i'm so mad that this wasn't in it yeah just because it it, just because then all right i can tap this for the land and then i can untap and then i can still have this ready to go and the the other thing that came to my mind looking at this is like ooh, there are a lot of decks where i make lands into creatures Mm mm-hmm and then I do a lot of untap shenanigans with those creatures. Right. This would be cool. And then I went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very controlling on the board. This is a hell of a rattlesnake. But there's another yeah. one in this cycle that also caught my eye. I don't think it's quite as powerful, but I think it has... Situationally, si- though. Right, situationally, Ooh. this could be way stronger, more impactful. Sure. Noxious Field is mm-hmm. one black black that's three mana for an enchantment aura with enchant land. Enchanted land has tap. This land deals one damage to each creature and each player. Uh, Belbe? Hello? Yeah, first of all, yeah, this might go into <laughs> Belbe right now. Second of all, one ones are done, right? You can wipe the entire board of tokens yep. instantly or threaten to, which is even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, next... Any combat that's happening, people need to be really careful with the math that they're doing because all those yeah. favorable matchups they think they're getting uh, are about to turn into trades or losses. Uh, or doing that before to get right. rid of some attackers. And then, right. yeah, it's 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 a – I love any time that you have you know the pyrohemia type of effect where it's, all right, I'm going to do some damage to everything. And to have that on a land. A repeatable okay. effect on a land. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig it. I love this. Um, so those are the ones that were enchanting the lands to get some value and to make things a little bit more favorable for us or, you know, doing a favor for one of our uh, opponents politically, whatever it is. Right? Yeah. Then we get into some things where, you know, you can get rid of some lands <laughs> to do some extra effects. Um, let's talk about Aura Fracture. Okay, yeah. This is two and a white for an enchantment that says sacrifice a land, destroy target enchantment. Just nice. 
right? Just the ability to have on board repeatable destroy target enchantment. That's good. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is so we know this is the bar that we're talking about. <laughs> Alex, can you talk to me about excavation, please? Yeah, let's talk about excavation. Excavation is one in a blue, two mana for an enchantment. Pay one, sacrifice a land, draw a card. Any player may activate this ability. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. So <laughs> let's talk about what's happening here. Uh, here's the picture I'm going to paint for you. It's the end of the game. Yes, please. Uh, mm-hmm. We've all been here before, right? We talk about this all yep. the time. The arch enemy is threatening to win on the board. What do you have that will stop them? Well, uh, you know you have something. Yeah. It's not in your hand. It's in your deck somewhere. We have to find it. What's something that I would love to see in this situation is excavation. Pay one. Tap the land. Sacrifice that land. Draw a card. And the same goes for everybody at the table for as many mm-hmm. lands as they have. Because, Mike, this is it. It's midnight hour. If we don't find something, yeah. it's game over. It doesn't matter that you're sacking your lands because the game is about to end. Now, every mm-hmm. other player at the table has one last chance to dig down as far as they can go and find that answer. This is so cool. It really is. And it's not. I, yes, it is. Man, it sucks to pay one and sacrifice a land to draw a card any player can do it yeah it's a two mana enchantment this is one of those it can be totally innocuous who's gonna and just this? and then yeah and then and, and if you're playing in an enchantress deck great yeah why not you know this i like these kind of effects and in that, and again this is another one where i went oh this oh Damian needs yeah. that <laughs> Any lens deck with blue would love to have this card. It's 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 a really good it's a sick card. Yeah, I like it a absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Um why don't you why don't you take me somewhere else here? Okay. Yeah, I got you, Mike. This one is just just delightful. Uh this art alone <laughs> is something else. It's it's remarkable. Elephant resurgence. One yeah. to green. This is one. This is what you got like actively, like ooh, yeah. As you're reading it, I've never <laughs> seen this one in my life, Mike, and I'm excited to know it. Elephant resurgence. Yep. One to green. That's two mana for a sorcery. Each player creates a green elephant creature token. Those creatures have this creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of creature cards in its controller's graveyard. Uh, yep. Just a silly little. Everyone makes a token. And it might just happen that my token's bigger than everyone else's because it's in my deck. And can we just talk about this art, Mike? This is like, it's a zombie elephant that's covered in earth. It's floating above the ground. It seems like it's probably still half asleep in the grave. This is just the coolest art. See, I was sitting here deciding, okay, is this a zombie elephant? Is this an elephant that's like being constructed from like the earth and everything like that so it makes the skeleton yeah, yeah that could skeleton. be it too yeah i don't know but the point is is it's cool and it's a two mana everybody's gonna get an elephant hell yeah dude. and it's as big as how much you got in your graveyard and that's really cool plus giving elephants to people yes there's not a lot of cards that we get to do that and this is another one, and it feels a lot less mean than beast, you know, like than a uh, generous gift. You know what I mean? I love yeah, this. Absolutely, this is a nice elephant card. 
Um, yeah, it's a friendly elf. Well, I guess admittedly, if nobody has any, if somebody doesn't have any creatures in their graveyard, you're giving them a zero zero elephant, which just comes in and then dies. Well, yeah, but, these things happen. Yeah, it, they do happen, but they're they'll they're resurgent. They'll they'll come back. It's okay. Um, let's talk about. This is one that got you excited because your judge brain. I, I I just I could I could I could hear it. Um, why don't you talk to me about celestial convergence? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like there are very few cards in the game that cause a draw, and frankly, this is just a judge tangent right here. If I can speak yep. honestly, it really bothers me that the technical term for a stalemate in the game of Magic is a draw, because Mike. You There's another use for the <laughs> word draw, and it's way more common than this one. Um, I really wish they had called it a stalemate or a deadlock or a lose loop, whatever they want to call it, right? Not this. Celestial Convergence, two double white, four mana for an enchantment. Celestial Convergence enters the battlefield with seven omen counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove an omen counter from Celestial Convergence. If there are no omen counters on Celestial Convergence, the player with the highest life total wins the game. If two or more players are tied for the highest life total, the game is a draw. <laughs> okay. I think that's it's this, and I think there's one other spell in the game that actually draws the game, causes a stalemate. And and we're not including cards that cause unbreakable loops. I'm saying Cards that say sure. the game is a draw on the card. This yeah. is so silly. Well, I mean, Alex, they did come up with a phrase for draw that wasn't draw. What and it is. It's 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 made you uncomfortable before, but I mean, every pony wins the game. Oh boy. <laughs> uh let's go ahead and move on here. Uh this is another one that when we're talking about, hey, you want some power, um, calming verse. Uh, board wipes are great. Mm, board wipes for everybody else can be better. Uh, three generic and a green for a sorcery that says destroy all enchantments you don't control. Then, if you control an untapped land, destroy all land enchantments you control. So, this is a tap out. Float your mana, whatever you're going to do. Destroy all enchantments, and, except for yours. Yeah. Real simple, real easy, great. And man, just another one of those, hey, if you're trying to get some value, there's a lot of enchantment decks. Great. Take them down a notch here. Yeah, this is uh, very simple to evade that second mm -hmm. part where you would destroy all enchantments you control. Very, very simple, right? You just tap out before you cast a spell, and yep. that's it. Yeah. And, and again, that's one of those things where there's not a ton of destroy all enchantments except for yours, cards. I can't think of a ton of them. I do and, have one other one. It's not from this set, but I know sure. I know of one more. We don't have to. Okay. Yeah, but that's the, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about a really small yeah. pool, yeah. and enchantments are powerful. Ristic Study is in this set. Ristic Study is a powerful card. Really? I would pay four mana to get rid of a Ristic Study sometimes because <laughs> I'm just sick and tired of somebody asking me if I want to pay the one. The idea that I could get rid of that and a smothering tithe and a... Blah, 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 doesn't matter. 
Calming Verse is a really cool card, and I I I like it. I didn't realize it was from the set. Yeah, me too. We actually have another asymmetric board wipe in this deck, yeah. and it might be a little bit more well known. That's a Plague Wind for yeah. seven black black nine mana for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures you don't control. They can't be regenerated. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, it's um. Uh, let's let's talk about uh value. Yeah. Um, nine mana is a lot. However, well, nine mana end. at nine mana win the game. That's that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of the going rate for win the game. And Plague Wind is one of those. Nope. Everything needs to go away. I'm gonna swing in or just make everything go back to a restart. Also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Plague Wind. Let's talk about an interesting one. Uh, I think this is, I love red cards that are all about no. <laughs> if you, if you want to hold up mana, if you want to do something that isn't what I want to do, that's fine. It's just going to hurt. Uh, Citadel of pain. Yeah. Two in a red for an enchantment that says at the, be- at the end of each player's turn or at their end step. Citadel of Pain deals X damage to that player, where X is the number of untapped lands they control. So, all right, you want to hold up that two mana for counter spell all the time? That's fine. It's gonna take you're gonna take two damage from it every time. Oh, uh, you know, it's I love these effects that are, you know, small, and they hit everybody, but the damage piles up. If this does ten damage total to your opponents. I'm pretty happy for three mana of that. And then also you get players towards the end of the game. If their life holders are small, they almost have to tap mana for nothing <laughs> just because they don't want to take that extra couple of damage. I, I, I like Citadel of Pain a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I think that there's uh this, this is interesting. I think for a, for a burn deck, but I think mm-hmm. that's uh there's another one that I would probably rather run. Let me get it here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, War's Toll. This is a basically, I think, a, a more generically useful, but for burn decks, they probably want the other one. War's Toll is a three and a red for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, tap all lands that player controls. And if a creature an opponent controls attacks, uh, all creatures that opponent controls attack, if able. I think War's Toll kind of supersedes it, but you know, you're right. There, sure. there are red decks that are just happy to do damage, and this also stops people from holding up too many lands. No, for sure. And again, it's just it's one of those small things that builds up. Right. Yeah. No one's ever going to remove Citadel of Pain. Yeah. There's all because no one is going to remove your three mana enchantment that hurts everybody for not tapping their lands at the end of their turn when Ristic Study exists. And I, I know I ke- I'm going to keep going to that one, but it's in the same set. So this time it's actually worthwhile to me. Um, Alex, why don't you take us in a different direction here? Where do you want to go? Yeah, how about uh, this one? This is just mean. Uh, mana Vapors <laughs> is yeah. one or blue, two mana for sorcery. Uh, lands, target player controls, don't untap during their next untap step. Mike, this is... Yeah. Oh, this is just so mean. That's 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 a two mana sleep on lands. That's oh boy, nuts. That is a okay, great. I'm going to kill you on my next turn 
but I have to make sure you don't get to do anything first. Right. It's it's not a win the game card, but it's a set you up to win the game or even stop somebody else from winning the game card. And again, you get into you know some of these cards where it's okay, this is a sorcery, I get it. But it's like a 20 cent card and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well this can go into a lot of decks. That that's that's something that you can that's a really powerful effect. Yeah. That's just dangerous I, I is know. what that is. <laughs> dangerous is the right I think that's the Let's right Talk word about for something it. else that's really dangerous, Mike. How about Keldon uh-huh. Fire Bombers? I thought that's where you were going to oh go. Oh <laughs> my god, this is so dangerous. Uh, three red red that's five mana for a creature human soldier. It's a three three with when Keldon Fire Bombers enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices all lands they control except for three. And Mike, that's an yeah. ETB trigger. That's 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 a if you can recur it, that's scary. If you can it's, blink it, that's it's scary. Even scary if you don't recur it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm. I love land so much. I just don't. I I love land. Um, I don't. Want, <laughs> this card makes me so sad. But it's it's so it's so good. Do you love the land, or are like, you just saying that because you can tap it for mana? I love land. Um, so this is one of those cards that we read it. I I almost. I read it and I got there before you did on the scroll, and then I just kept going past. Yeah, it. you just a because I knew <laughs> you were gonna. I knew you were gonna see it, and b because I didn't want to be responsible for bringing it here oh, because it makes me so sad. But it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's not even destroy. Yeah, each <laughs> player sacrifices. Oh my gosh! It gets around just about everything. Yeah, there's nothing you and, can do about that. Holy cow! That's it's a five mana. Everybody's on the same playing field here. Listen, we Mike, all we're trying to, to be social here. You don't have to be ones. making everyone sacrifice their lands like this. Come on. I, I, it, it's yeah. I'm sorry. It was totally rude of me to bring mm-hmm. it up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a couple of. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about a couple of mean cards, maybe not that mean, and a couple of free spells that you can play. Um, but we're going to get to those right after we take a break. All right, we're back, everybody. And I want to talk about, you know, sometimes I just get bummed out because I cast creatures and then they just end up on my opponent's boards. And I don't even know how, I don't even know why. Like Fickle Efreet. Three generic and a red I for a five you know two. Well, I mean that's fair. It's, you know, reading the card explains the card. <laughs> uh, so whenever fickle uh, fickle Efreet attacks or blocks, flip a coin at the end of combat. If you lose the flip, an opponent gains control of fickle Efreet. I like this just because if you've got the right order of operations, you can absolutely get this into a. Okay, I'm going to attack you. And I'm going to flip a coin. Great. Now the player to my left is going to take this thing and they're going to attack you with it again. And then they're <laughs> going to flip a coin. And then this person is going to... Uh, just the idea of this one creature doing 15 damage. That's in the course. silly. Uh, it's, 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 it's a salt suit. Maybe. I just... I like Fickle or Free. I'm glad that you brought this one up. Yeah, the silliest thing, Mike, is that this is a rare. Like, can you imagine pulling this is a yeah. rare for your pack in the year 2000? Uh, that's right. Like, oh my god, what did I do to deserve this? 
Yeah, yeah. All, all of the decks that this four mana five two was going into uh, in the one on one matchups. But again, it's just man, it is silly. I do kind of love the idea of putting this into my uh, my Jessica and Arden deck yeah. to soup it up and just say, I don't know who's gonna get it. Go. <laughs> This is an interesting one. I I think this is. We could make this one work. Soul strings. Yeah. For X and yeah. Black, it's a sorcery. Return two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand, unless any player pays X. Um. Sure, you could pump a bunch of men into this and make sure no one can pay it. You're going to be probably devaluing the spell, just paying way more than you need to. But. Uh, that's true. I have a feeling that we could make some sort of deal, and you might be able to even get this for uh, just black for one mana. I, I mean, it, it's, possible. it's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible, right? Um, I, I like this card because that's possible. But even on the other side, yeah. right? Would you pay three mana to get two creature cards back to your hand? And probably not. Okay. Would you pay two? I, I mean, total. Like, if, if a card just said three mana, return two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Maybe, maybe not. See, Would I'm you the pay kind two? of person who doesn't tend to, I don't tend to run that kind of spell. I either reanimate it that's or fair. it stays in the graveyard forever. Okay. The, and that and that's totally reasonable. That's just me, right? But sometimes I, it's, oh, I need to get that back. Yeah. You know, or, or or even just the, okay, well, this is two mana for me to get two cards back. Maybe that's helpful. Maybe I want to discard them again. Maybe I want to recur, you know, maybe I'm looking for the ET. There's a bunch of reasons why this card could be good. Yeah, maybe. And you've got the upside of, oh, I just, I just want to get these things back. I mean, is anybody going to get really mad if you say, hey, I want to get this veteran explorer back? <laughs> I want to get this anybody veteran explorer, I want to get the sacred tri-builder back. Like, uh, yeah. What are, what are you going to do? Look, it's turn two. Nobody has any untapped mana. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I, I like this. I, I like Soul Strings. It's a good pick. Yeah. Um, let's go with something else kind of weird here. We, I, I saw this and I started busting up. And then you, you, you saw, and I, I mentioned it. You gave me a little bit of a, well, I mean, we have to talk about that. And I didn't get it. And then I did. It's, it's, it's sore in the sorcery. Um, <laughs> Aye, aye, Blessed aye. Wind. Uh, so seven, white, white, so a nine mana sorcery that says target player's life total becomes 20. Mike, this card is just laughably bad. <laughs> like It is, but nothing makes me happier than the I'm playing against someone who's going infinite life. Well, hopefully you can do it at instant speed because on my turn, your life total becomes 20. It's just, I, I love that. It's so goofy it's i guess it's a heal if need be but okay. let's be it's, real it's goofy, that's never gonna happen uh, good <laughs> i mean just... you're not gonna catch me running this in any of my decks no i the main reason i wanted to bring it up is just because there it's 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 right there with plague wind and it's just okay cool yeah, i don't medicals. know how <laughs> I don't yeah, know that's how. that's and, a a glimpse into the power between black and white <laughs> Black's nine mana spell is uh, asymmetric board wipe, and uh, white spell is your life total becomes twenty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and the art is even in kind of like the same kind of like 
location where there is there is just these two different characters that are just standing there with their arms back one of them you know looking like they're being revitalized a little bit and another one where it's a wind of plague it's just (laughs) i love it uh alex take me somewhere else of this nine mana okay i mean as long as we're talking about things that are absurdly overcosted uh, how about endbringer's revel that's a yeah. two and a black three mana for an enchantment. That's not the overcosted part. Pay four, oh. return target mm-hmm. creature card from a graveyard to its owner's hand. Any player may activate this ability as a sorcery. So yeah, yeah this is an interesting one because it's potentially good in a pinch, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's four mana. So this is the kind of thing that yeah. hits the board. And nobody ever gives it a second thought. Mm. The only reason that you do is if you don't have anything to do with your turn, so you're going to pay four mana to get somebody else their own creature back. Yeah. Or, I mean, the other alternative here is just, hey, if if you're willing to pay four mana to get something from your graveyard back to your hand, it better be really important. Yeah, I hope so. Which... I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty silly little card, but I did, I did kind of like the look of it again. I, I like that this set without having multiplayer in mind really leaned into any player may play this ability, but only at sorcery. Yeah, there are a lot of interesting decisions. I wish we could just have some idea of like, what were they thinking? Uh, Ristic Deluge. Two and yeah. a blue for an enchantment. Pay blue. Tap target creature unless its controller pays one. Um, yeah, this is another one where you're not allowed to tap out before combat because now you aren't allowed to attack or yep. block or activate the ability of that creature. Everybody has to do that mental math. Yep. How much mana do I need to leave untapped? to be able to stop that tap effect. How much mana does Alex have? How much blue does Alex have available right now to tap creatures down? How much do I have to counteract it? Can I do that? Well, I can, but then I can't cast this spell at the same time. All right, fair enough. Like it, it, anything that can, that can uh, pardon the callback overburden the, the mental math on what needs to be done means that you're doing something that is putting you in an advantageous right. it, it situation. Makes people, That's just how it goes. They, people only have a certain amount of active thinking power, right? They need mm-hmm. that thinking power to make strategic decisions about what they're going to play, what's happening on the board, who are they dealing with, how are they going to win. There's a million things happening on an EDH board. You are just kneecapping them by making them do all this extra math. Like, oh, yeah. They're going to hate yeah. it. No, it, it's and you know it's it's one of those things where even if it just stops somebody from having to attack you because I'm I'm going to it, it's almost kind of like having a maze of this because it's a hey this is out here and I'm going to tap that thing if it comes my way but if it goes somewhere else I'll let it go you know it kind of rattlesnakes in its own weird not so subtle way. But it's just nice to be able to tap things down if it needs to absolutely happen. Um, 
Speaking of tapping things down, maybe you want other people to be able to tap things the turn they come out. Haste is a great thing. Uh, hmm. Whip Sergeant, two generic and a red for a 2-1 human soldier that has the ability red. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. That's not tap. And it's not target creature you control. So for a red, anything can get haste. Yeah. That's that's good to me. I like the ability to, ah, oh, well, I can't kill him this turn. I need another turn. Well, why? I, I got a big thing. Okay, great. Or even just the ability to pay, you know, play this and then give certain things haste. I, 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 as somebody who often has to deal with the flip a creature from the top of your deck or give a creature a whole bunch of equipment and then not have my swift foot boots out so I can't give it haste, like that kind of stuff. One more thing where I can target things and give them haste. I kind of dig it. Yeah, it's kind of like a discount Kenrith. Um, except okay, this yeah. is this is something where uh you know, you're you're making the individual decision, right? And also this can be played in mono red or red X. It doesn't have to be in right. a five color deck like uh like Kenrith would have to be. Even though I would think mm-hmm. Kenrith's even just his first ability red uh pay one mana and uh, all yeah. creatures gain haste and trample until end of turn. Obviously that's just way stronger. Um, oh sure. This, uh, but tell me, tell me this doesn't go in an Atali deck if yeah. you're just trying to find extra way because Atali is a remove on site kind of thing, right? But p- people typically have a turn to figure out an answer for it, right? Well, now you don't. That uh, boof, go. I like Whip Sergeant. He's silly. <laughs> yeah, that is silly. Um, got another Ristic card here. You know, there were a yep. lot of Ristic cards, but really only the Ristic study got any attention in EDH. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also have this one, Ristic Tutor, a two and a black, mm-hmm. three mana, for a sorcery unless any player pays two. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, and then shuffle. Mm-hmm. This is a... Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting it's one. A f- it's a fair tutor, is <laughs> what fair. I'll call it. It's like, hmm. It's... Everyone's it's a out. fair tutor. Nobody cares if I tutor. It's a sorcery speed, three mana. Ask into your to hand, me. permission to tutor, please. Which, okay, I I don't run a ton of tutors in in my decks just mm-hmm. because I, I I feel like if I get, I I, I am the uh, obsessive type. So if I put a tutor in a deck. I'm going to start, well, I know that this is the best card in my deck, so I'm going to go get this card. And if I do that, I'm going to start building more efficiently to do that, and then I get bored. If you I, give I, a I Mike can't. a tutor, he's going to make yeah. a competitive deck. If you give a Mike a tutor, he's going to make a combo. Um, and <laughs> I, that's just that's just not me. You know, I, I don't have a lot of fun doing but that. That's a good way Ristic for, Tutor? Just, Ristic Tutor is, is on the line. Like, Scheming Symmetry, I'll play... 10 times out of 10 just because i love that card ristic tutor you know what it's here's the thing it's not good no but it's good enough you know what i mean because the other thing is if i play a ristic tutor and somebody stops me they're stopping me because i'm either way too far ahead or because they're far enough ahead that they don't want me to stop them right like i said it's not a good card but it's interesting 
and I, I kind of like that effect on a card. We're just, we're gonna see, you know. Um, what about you? Is this a card that you would play? No. Okay. No. Real, just real quick and straight to the point. No. No. <laughs> uh, there are interesting and political tutors, right? You mentioned scheming symmetry. Love it. Um, there's uh, there's another that I really love in in Teamer. There it is, guided passage. Oh, one of my favorites. That's from Apocalypse. It's blue, red, green, three mana. For a sorcery, reveal the cards in your library. An opponent chooses from among them a creature card, a land card, and a non-creature, non-land card. Mm-hmm. Put the chosen cards into your hand, then shuffle your library. So there are interesting tutors in the game that I would call fair. Um, this is yep. probably one of them. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't play it. I don't like the value on it. That's fair. And I, and I get that. Uh, instant speed, maybe we're talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower mana cost, maybe we're talking. Maybe. But it, like I said, it's good enough, but I'm also the person that's probably not going to run any tutors anyway. So, mm-hmm. meh. Fair enough. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, some, some better value cards, like free. Uh, <laughs> abolish. One white, white for an instant. You may discard a planes card rather than pay abolish's mana cost. Destroy target artifact in your or enchantment. So this is typically going to be a free disenchant. I mean, that's that's why you're playing it. But at worst case, a three mana disenchant. Okay, I can deal with that. Yeah, that's uh, that's not nothing. It's no, not at all. If you're playing in white, especially mono white, mm-hmm. oh, especially you're going to have a plans in your hand pretty much all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean. Not every deck wants to run a disenchant, but no, you might want to run a, a, a zero mana disenchant and discard a planes at instant speed. Yeah, it, not every deck wants to run a disenchant, but if you're a deck that wants to run a disenchant, you might want to run abolish. Yeah. Which, great, you know, I got no problem with that. Well, we got um, another in that set, don't we, Mike? Uh, there, yeah. there was foil, there was abolish, and here's snag. Uh, yep. Three and a green for an instant. You may discard a forest card. Rather than pay the spell's mana cost, prevents all combat damage that would be dealt by unblocked creatures this turn. Um, yeah, so we've talked about fogs. Fogs have problems. They tend to be limited in scope. Uh, however, they are, I think, a lot more powerful than people give them credit for, especially with upside. And this one has the upside of being zero mana. Yep. And just as importantly here, it's preventing all combat damage that would be dealt by unblocked creatures this turn. Yeah. So if you had good blocks on a couple of creatures, if you could take out some of the attackers, that's still happening. That's a good point. You can set up favorable blocks and just let the bad ones go through. Yeah, and a really like you're setting yourself up for a really good crackback. That is a good because crackback. I that's I like snag yeah, a lot. That, that's, that's a better good. upside than I initially considered. That's a good point. And, uh, Again, it's it's a circumstantial upside, but it's still a good one. Yeah, you do not want to pay four for this, though. You really want to pay zero. No. Yeah, at, at that point, it needs to be a four-mana fog win the game. And even then, discarding a forest is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're at our last one here. Oh, yeah? And we, I, yeah, and uh, I think we saved the weirdest <laughs> and possibly meanest uh, uh, wind of them all. Um, denying wind. Seven blue blue for a sorcery. 
God. Search target player's library for up to seven cards and remove them from the game. Then they shuffle that library. Um, it's just, it's a nine mana. What are your seven best cards in your library? Cool. They're gone. Yeah, there are a couple cards it's like this. So, like gestures, it's so silly. Tap. There's that <laughs> yeah. black one where you pay a ton of mana and exile 15 cards. Yeah, so if you're in a playgroup, a consistent playgroup, Mm-hmm. And you know how your friend's decks function. Or even if your friends yep. have decks that are just intuitively understandable to function, these are the cards they need to win the sure. game. Most decks aren't running more than seven win cons. If you take away, right. say, maybe they're running three win cons and the rest, they're mm-hmm. big enablers, maybe they're big tutors, maybe they're. Uh, big spells i mean it's it's usually pretty easy to tell what the best spell in someone's deck is especially since you can search their library and make the decisions as you're searching um yeah and you searching also means like you're searching you can talk to the table about it heck uh, there's a lot of commanders that are pretty popular and pretty prevalent you can find some of those combos just by knowing right. like, oh hey it's a niv mizzet deck great I need to get rid of these couple of spells that combo off and go infinite. Got it. Stuff like that. And even if you're not sure what the best card in somebody's deck is, do you think you could figure out what four or five of the best seven are if you look through the deck? (laughs) Like this is, and don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like, Oh, this is a great card. It's nine mana, but, but, I think this is one of those, if you could pull it off in a game, yeah. it's got to feel good. It, it's got to feel extremely bad well, it's, if it's happening It's funny, if you. you get somebody <laughs> good enough, right? Like, as I was just saying, if if you hit all of somebody's win cons, and then you also knock out whatever alternate win con they had, and they just don't have an answer. Not all decks can close it out without their win cons. Some decks can eke out through combat at a disadvantage. Yep. Some decks can mill out very slowly if that's not their main win con. But Mike, when you sure. take out their entire list of win cons, other than what's on their hand and on the field, it's possible that their deck just stalls and they can't do anything for the rest yeah. of the game. And that's pretty terrible. You just took the I see, engine out now, of their car. Now kind of where I'm thinking about I, I, because it, it's up to. I think I want to denying win a combo deck, and I just want to take out all of their tutor pieces. <laughs> take out all the tutors. Take out all the tutors. No, you can you can get these cards. That's totally fine. Oh but you're going to draw them fair and square. <laughs> just evil. It's oh my gosh. It's, it's you're these spending are such... nine mana and blue. Blue is is the color where if you have nine mana to spend, expropriate exists. Oh, you can go expropriate. You just go on a shopping spree. This spell is very, very oh my silly. Gosh. Um, it's part of the same uh, nine mana cycle. And I think it's a mm-hmm. lot better than the white one, but I don't think it's as good as the black one. I, I think at some point we're going to have to do like a, because I, I you and I both care about value a lot, A, because we're EDH players, and B, because we're group hug players. So we like resources. We like things being possible. We like Battle Cruiser. I think we should do just like a... Each of us are going to bring the worst mana value things to the table we possibly can. Oh god! <laughs> just like, hey, let's let's have a conversation about these cards that are really, really expensive, that are really, really terrible. Because I think that would be a fun that would be a fun process. <laughs> um, 
a fun process just like this has been this is this has been fun and it 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 is it is kind of revealed the the premise of what we were talking about these are cards that other than the mainstays there's not a ton uh, of these other you know we talked about 32 cards and, and you'd say what like five maybe six of them are in more than a thousand decks and the rest uh, yeah. of them are the rest of them are a lot more limited, and at the same time, it's just like, well, yeah, but there's absolutely some value in here. And the set came out, and it, there was no reason for this set to exist at the time. Yes, there the wasn't multiplayer. Uh, Twenty-one years ago, and yeah, uh, yeah. At the time, none of the cards, even the cards we talked about that don't make sense today, we have cards mm-hmm. that we talked about that do make sense today. None of these cards they made, made a lot less any sense. sense back in the year two thousand. <laughs> Um, like this has just been a delightful blast from the past, right? I was not playing magic at this time. You said you would just stop playing magic at this time. Yeah. Um, I was around there. I, yeah. I have pity on the people who were playing during this time. They can't even <laughs> fathom what the future would hold for these terrible, terrible standard cards becoming mm-hmm. great and terribly silly EDH cards. And Mike, if they wanted to buy any of these silly EDH cards from prophecy where would they go? Man, we're getting so good at this. 49 episodes in and your transitions. Oh my I God, we're about to hit episode 50. Open. We are. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you want to buy any of the cards we talked about, uh, deck boxes, sleeves, etc., uh, you can support us by going to bit.ly slash EDH underscore social. That'll take you to our affiliate link with TCG Player, where you can buy everything we talked about, a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't, and you're going to be helping out us in the process. Uh, so that's one of those things where you're going to buy these cards anyway. If you can help us out, we appreciate it. Um, at the same time, if you have any questions about any of these crazy cards or you have cards from old sets that the thought process was, what were they thinking? And then decades later, oh, that's neat now. Where would you? Where would they go to ask you questions about it, Alex? How can they reach yeah, you? Yeah, sure, Mike. If anybody has any comments about cards that they were printed in standard and you pulled it out of a pack and you just wanted to die and then you pull it out of a dusty binder 21 years later and you're like, this is perfect for my group hug deck. I want to hear about yep. it. Um, you can reach me on Twitter <laughs> at Lapermedic. That's L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. Uh, we can also talk in private. I'm reachable at Alex at EDHREC.com. Um, yeah. And uh, hop on our Discord, right? We want to talk to you about all of the silly Battlecruiser cards Good value, bad yeah. value. Uh, what were the EDH cards before EDH was a thing? Mike, this has just been so much fun. I think that we'll have to plumb the depths of the old sets in the future and see what uh, political cards are are in our past. Yeah, we said it as a joke at one point, and then we actually went through the exercise. It was fun. Because we had a little bit of a prompt. This was fun, and holy cow, did this reveal some stuff. I like, learned about we got, a like, couple of new cards like six ooh can i see that's for yeah. for actual cards i'm going to put into a couple Almost of decks. everything we mentioned um, today is zero percent of decks yeah so except for hey here except for risk study and sport frog yeah, but there's a couple yeah. point is there's a lot of value here yeah. um everyone we're going to go ahead and put our discord link in the show notes uh n- in two weeks 
we're going to be doing our year end episode. Uh, it's also going to be episode fifty. Episode uh, fifty. We're gonna. Yeah, we got there. We did it. Uh, in all of that, we're going to talk a lot more then about thanking everybody. And uh, at the same time, I, I, we might as well take the opportunity now because it's been awesome to go on this journey with everybody. Alex, it's been awesome working with you and figuring out, okay, what are we going to talk about now? What are we going to do now? And the roller coaster that is you know, a project like taking this game that we love and this specific way that we love to play it and try and have fun with everybody at the table and also make, you know, make it fun for us to talk about that. And it's been really cool. And we've made some friends. We've had some great people on. We've gotten a lot of people in the discord and talking about and a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have ever foreseen doing. And I mean, it's, it's just been over a year and we're already there, man. It's, it's pretty fantastic. So I appreciate you being here with me. Absolutely. Mike, it's been so fun talking about social cards with you. Group hug, group slug, stacks, politics, just, we were doing so good. Brought up stacks, man. All right. Mike, you were in a stacksy <laughs> mood today. We talked about some real stacksy cards and you were on board too. For like a minute, oh, and then come off and then it. I sobered up because Listeners, we started talking about the elephants and hard locks in particular since we started this show. I think he has. I think it's time for us to call it there. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to discuss this any further. I don't make myself evaluate. Anyway, everyone, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>